When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Wallace, it comes to Nicarima. Here's Aitken, Aitken reaches out. The Dolphins, from 26-0 down, they take the lead. How good, how good. For me, the new entertainers, and that'll put a huge smile on the face of Terry Reader, their CEO, who joins us now. Terry, congratulations on a season so far without wanting to get too carried away. No, thank you very much. And you're right, hearing that stuff again and uh, reminiscing about what happened yesterday, it's uh, very exciting for, for the club and, and I suppose for Rugby League. I, you know, we like to think we've energised the competition across uh, all parts. Mate, you, you, you had energised is, is, the, is the right word. You are playing an entertaining brand of football. What, what, what is impressing people more is your ticker. Like most teams would have gone 26-0 down, OK, well, we'll try and stay in the hunt. But that team of yours came out and said, no, no, we're in this to win. Yeah, I, I, well, I think that's a really good point. Like, you only have to look at what was written and said, obviously a bit different in New Zealand than it was here in Australia. But, you know, there there wasn't much positivity in the media about what we were building here and the team we put together and, and what we'd done. But we always said we're, I think we've got a competitive squad and we want to make sure we've got a team that people are proud of. And I think we'll surprise a few, and I think we've done that. But, yeah... You're right. Yesterday, instead of the boys coming out with their heads dropped and looking at how how do we finish this off without getting um, uh, beaten yeah. even more considerably, they've they've got out there and played footy and in the end got you know well um, beat a record or equal record the biggest comeback in NRL history. So it was wonderful for our club and you know it says about the the squad we've got and their their mindset and the, the rugby league DNA in it that uh, Wayne set up and put in them. And, and Wayne wouldn't talk about what he said at halftime. Can I ask a sneaky? Were you <laughs> were you in the, the changing at halftime? No, and... <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't in the changing at halftime, so I can't. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I, I think the key thing to you... You, you talked about there before, it was more or less going out there with the with the mindset that can still win the match. And, uh, and I think that's the key part. And, you know, the, the sort of... Uh, mentality of the team and and what our our club stands for and you know what he's tried to instill in our squad from day one. But you you know when you look at our squad, we got premiership winners, leaders, um, captains of their country. So you know including the New Zealand captain. So they you know they you know they got not guys that have sort of just turned up and um, got a chance yeah. to play in a role for the first time. You know we always came, uh, that was a big key building part. If you were honest, after yeah. eight eight rounds of NRO. Would you have expected your team to be just sitting inside the eight with five wins? You know what? It's hard to say that about what I truly believe because I always think we can win every game because obviously I'm uh, intimately involved. But I think if you if you said that to us, you know, anybody who said the start of the season, you're going to go through more than a quarter of the season be where you are, of course you would have taken it and you would have been over the moon with it. And I think that's the, the key part of it now. We always knew... We'd be in the fight, and we wanted to have a team that people were proud of, and I think that's that's happened. And you know, I'd much rather be sitting at this point um, where we are now than than not there. What is this doing to your community? Yeah, that that's a really good point, and I think 
the big thing for us, and you know, you, you probably won't see it. And let, let's take the Warriors; they've, they've been part of our community um, here, based here at uh, where we're based um, last year, and they taught us. You know, we we thank the Warriors because they taught us a few things we were missing that we needed because we had a full time. Uh, NRL team based here last year and you know it gave us a good way to look at what we didn't have in place and what we needed to to put to have our team come in and um, which was, was wonderful but you know if you look at what's happened that day they ran at Suncorp for the very first game and that was before the team had won a match we we already had you know I think we're already well, we were already over 20,000 members at that point we're all in number Jeez. two in the NRL for for sponsorship revenue and I understand we're the number one selling team in NRL for um, merch, and if you look at our crowds, we're the number one average crowd in the NRL already as well. So, um, but what the team did on that opening day just amplified everything. And I think the way people have bought into our, if you like, the marketing fins up. I, I don't know how it's going in. Love Zealand, it, love it, here, fins up, baby. Yeah, it's the biggest, it's the biggest catch cry in Australian sport over here. And what the team's done and, and the way that, way they've performed has just amplified everything to a new a new level. And um, you know, people here when they, you see someone sees each other in dolphin shirts, or if you see anyone in any dolphin kit, um, it's amazing to see that they put their the hand above their head and say fins up. So uh, you know, that's that's uh, amazing how the power of that and how that's grown um, since round one. I think we also have to put this in context. And you, being the businessman here, having to run this club, must also be mindful that we're only eight seasons, eight weeks into a very busy season. And I'm, I'm going to play just a little bit of a cynical card here, but this is for all the right reasons, right? So you've beaten the Roosters, yep. Raiders, Knights, and then the Broncos, obviously, you didn't win. And then you lost the Dragons, which was quite some of a surprise. Then you go and beat the Cowboys, who aren't playing their best footy, right? Not playing their best footy, yep. but but you do it in Townsville. You get hammered by the Rabbits, and then you, you come from behind against the Titans. It's it's a little bit up and down, but would you have would do, do you get nervous knowing that the teams above you are the ones you need to beat? Uh, well, I think the best way to answer that question is, again, we know we've got a squad and, and um, that are going to be competitive, mm. and that's what it is. And you only have to look at the way the season is. The, the comps that that close, like you have a look at this, and that's what's been great about the new team incoming and everything was written and said. But the comps closer. Look at the Warriors this year. It's a great example of what's happening in, in New Zealand, what's what's going on with the Warriors. I mean, they're, you know, people had, were very negative about where they'd be this year, and I think they've surprised a few people. So it's, you know, they're, as long as you've got the right mindset in there and the, the teams are competitive. Um, you know, the, 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 the comps that close that you never know what's going to happen on the field each week. I remember talking to you on this radio station some months ago before the season started. And the one question I never asked you, and now I have to ask you this question, why Wayne Bennett? Why not, why not <laughs> well, some other coaches? Well, I think the, the key to Wayne is, and that's the, the thing that we've, we've gone, everyone's, um, if you like, carrying on that we didn't have a marquee signing. Well, we're pretty happy with our squad, but the reality is we signed a marquee on day one our coach um you know he's an icon of rugby league and and a marquee signing and you know he's the the, the best coach uh, and i think he's proved that again in, in the next this is very different to starting the broncos or very different to some of the other roles he's had and i i think he's you know he, he's probably if you like proved that he is the best coach in the game and he, he does things a different way and you only know, have to look at how our team's performing and how our club's going to, re- to realise, um, you know, it's, it's you know, there's not much arguing these days, is there? So with all this excitement and it continues to be generated by, and I think it's more too about your ticket and the way you're playing, are you already going, oh, hell, we're going to need a bigger stadium or are you going to stick with where you are and just trade off by using Suncorp? Well, we, we never... Um, had this as a home ground to where we play all our games. We knew that um, from the day one. And you look at how we did it. We 
we set out to play seven at Suncorp and three here, right from the word go. And because right. of Suncorp closing um, for the FIFA World Cup for eight weeks, uh, we had two games floating. But that was never thing. And you only have to look at that. Our average crowd now at Suncorp is um, 33,000 for, for the four games we've played there. So I think when you look at that, you, uh, you know, we, 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 we knew that. And there was a lot of being written and said about, oh, you know, we should be playing every game there. Well, those games at, at KO that only holds 10,000, even, um, you know, not, not many corporate seats as well. We That's why we were never about, um, this isn't the Redcliffe Dolphins, this is the Dolphins of the NRL, a national team. And our setup and structures we've put in place from our academies to our to our game development and even our, how things work here, you've got to have two affiliates. So if our guys aren't playing first grade, um, some will go to the Capras in, in uh, Rockhampton, Central Queensland, and the other... The other players will go to to Redcliffe, so it's about it's bigger than just it being based here in Redcliffe. It's a it's a national team now, and uh, you know with a, there's now four in Queensland, now two in Brisbane, and I think you know you only have to look at the appetite for rugby league. And uh, yesterday proved again, or even the Thursday night game um, where teams has not been a traditional great way where people get out to stadiums. We had twenty three thousand for our South game on a Thursday night last week at Suncorp Stadium, which I think just shows the. The support and uh, that people want to get behind it, and this is, you know, we're different for expansion. We've expanded into the number one rugby league market. We weren't expanding in and having a club come in where a market where it might have been the fourth sport trying to um, take hold. We've come into a, you know, our, our team coming in. We already had a wonderful 75-year history, and it's just now going to the next level as a national team. And uh, the team's done what they've done. You've seen what it's, what's happened. Do you think the smart play is to be a bit like the New York Jets, New York Giants, and just share a stadium? Yeah, well, it, it may come to that. Well, we'd always like to play uh, always some games at your spiritual home um, here at, at uh, KO Stadium, as it's known now, but it only holds 10,000. And we've got some wonderful plans in our master plan um, to build up, but this was never built for getting in the NRL. It was built to have another stadium uh, where teams could play and, and, and attract other other events. And I and I think um, you know that's the key part of us to get the balance right about having the block buses at Suncorp and still having a you know making sure we don't forget where our spiritual home was and where our base is and how that looks as we go on and and. Uh, the, the way the, the games and the balance is, um, you know, we'll have be in a much better position after this season to look at how we do that. Do you think you'll have to build a bigger leagues club? Because I get the impression with the way the team is performing and the memberships, <laughs> you're going to need a bigger leagues club because, yeah. and it must be having an effect on the local community to, to, to brighten maybe a dull week for some. No, very true. And it's not just about what's happening, you know, where we're based here in Redcliffe. Um, uh, you, know, you only have to look at, um, and that's the thing I, I get the most satisfaction out of. Even when I was uh, over the Easter period after our game, and you know I was on the Gold Coast for for a bit of a break for a few days after the after that game, to see the amount of dolphins kit. Um, just in general, when you walk around and people are wearing our colours and, and getting behind the club. And it's not just about where we are here, where our home base is. It's it's bigger than that. You know, it's, you know, I think that's been the thing that has uh, probably given the lift to the most people, many people involved in now, and it must do for our players or, you know, seeing our fans. Um, the sea of red when we run out on that field and what's going on is, you know, it, like you said, we at the top of the show, We've, we like to think we've energised the comp and brought a bit of fun back. And, you know, we've got a catch cry that, you know, we probably didn't realise how powerful it was going to be. But uh, fins up has become one of the greatest uh, sayings in Australian sport this year so far. What Can you describe the feeling with the uh, the Battle of Brisbane and when that, that stadium was just pumping? 
Uh, it's actually hard to describe because e- even for us, um, you know, we, we, we asked NRL about, you know, we, we think we should play that probably in the first month, not the first game. There's no need to have that game first. Let's sit, let, let's position that probably in the first month. We asked for around three or four and um, we did get, well, that's probably one of the, the things that we got. And uh, when you look at how what happened and, and what went on and, you know, bounce of a ball, who knows how, what could have happened, you know, it might have been very different. But I think what happened and the energy and the excitement and having another team in this market where rugby league is king, um, I think showed you. And I, you know, as a as a club where we where we came from, um, being behind and and then you know went to the the final minute and the bounce of a ball. Who knows what would have happened? But I think that just did then, you know, if you like, really backed up why we needed a second team. And I think you only have to. It's a shame that that game's going to be at the Gabba, which doesn't have it. That has a capacity of about 35, so it'll probably be sold out before we even get to have general ticket sales, um, which is a shame. But that's just the nature of this year and the way with this, with the FIFA World Cup being here and Suncorp being shut for that week, that many weeks. Um, but again, I think that makes the Gabba game on the first of the first of uh, July even bigger now because they have, don't have the capacity. So you can imagine the excitement and people looking for tickets and what will happen um, when when that game does come around. You can't complain about uh, having a sellout, particularly at the Gabba, which is a, a, little bit of, a little bit of a cauldron. I want to talk about leadership and the importance of Jesse Bromwich to the side. What have you seen in the first eight weeks that says Wayne got it right? Well, I, I don't know. I, in the doc, our documentary and, you know, our... New Zealand um, listeners probably don't realise, but we actually um, have had a had a camera following us, if you like, um, since we won the bid, and that that uh, to show the behind the scenes of building the club and not about winning and losing. It was always about um, showing in that in launching our club on a national scale, and that documentary has provided some of the greatest, you know, if you like. Um, uh, what, what insights. that did for our brand, yeah, insights, and what that did for our brand, and brought people in who didn't even support rugby league. And I think when you see it, and when you do, and hopefully we'll go to New Zealand soon because uh, how the streaming work, but it's on our stand, the stand mm-hmm. um, uh, streaming service here in Australia. But one thing that's in there is that we does show our very first Zoom call because we're un, under a, what people forget the COVID um, period was on when we're trying to build a squad. So we couldn't even get in front of some of the players personally. We had to do things over Zoom. And he shows that. And Wayne, the first thing he says to me and, and Sully, Pero Sullivan, our recruitment chief, when we finish that call, he looks up and he says, there's our captain, boys. That's the captain of our club because that's wow. how impressed he was with what Jesse said um, in that meeting but also what he's done as a, as a player um, and, you know, as a leader. And I think, you know, he's probably, it's fair to say, he probably got that right, having that thought on day on day one off our very first Zoom call before we even got, um, could get in front of him. So I think, you know, Jesse's um, been there, done that, and he's still the captain of his country and having that sort of player to come in who's won premierships, who's, who's done, you know, everything in the game. And uh, he's been wonderful for our club and he came here and he didn't have to, but he wanted to. And he's come up here with his family and moved and what he's done and the leadership he's brought. Well, we saw that. We saw that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, with Robert Jennings. I thought I thought with the Robert Jennings moment, he walked up to him. You see him pat him on the shoulder. You know, he still had half a smile on his face. He just move, keep moving. And I thought that was a really I thought that was quite a telling moment. Yeah, no, you're right. He, he's what he's done with his team, and you know his his leadership. You, you, you don't always see it, but you probably it's a good point you make yesterday with with the Jennings moment where he he, he knew that there's no good no good um, dwelling on it. Let's get on, and, and in the end, 
uh, Geno scored one another try <laughs> later on. Uh, that you know propelled us uh, to be within touching distance before uh, Ewan scored, uh, who was a Warriors player as well last year. Who and you, you and uh, Aiken scored the yeah. the what ended up being the winner. Um, not much long, longer after Jennings had scored another try because remember he still scored two tries in that game. He did. Um, so I I think it's you know you're right. Um, what what the leadership he has brought is um, you know was there for everyone to see. What's your heart right like watching this team at the moment? Yeah, it's there's a lot. Of, <laughs> they're, they're, they're so, well, actually, I think the best way to look at it is. You know that game yesterday, and, and like anything, we, I, I, as long as we got to half time, um, and we managed to score a try, and who who knows, um, you know, we we were unlucky not to get a second one right on right on half time. So to go in at twenty six six, very different to going in twenty six nil. But we were twenty six points behind. But getting, you know, I think the momentum was with us as we finished, despite the score, and you know. It wasn't about um, just trying to buckle in and make sure we we did we didn't get further behind. And you know, I, I think that's what what we've enjoyed with our team. There's a lot to like, and there's excitement, and, and you never know you never know with our team. We're all we like to think we've got a the side that's exciting, and we want to be in every game. Oh, you've got that, mate. Uh, one final thought: you're in a bidding war for Jack Whiten. That's what you can read into it. Uh, do you get him or not, or does he go to Souths or start Canberra? Well, I think the key there is we're probably not in a bidding war. We never, you know, our team's always been about setting, um, if you like, we didn't want to get carried away with any player and we set up our team and our structure and the people we brought in. It wasn't about getting carried away because if you get it wrong with your salary cap and everything that's happened and we think we've we've put in, we're in a good position because we probably didn't get carried away with paying more than we needed to with any player as we came in and I think Jack's a good example of that so we've been able to put a pitch to him he you know when we did meet with him last week and we've put what we think's fair and and I think he had a way to look at it now because he could touch it and feel it now that he's seen it and I think uh, when you'll see um, we just sit there now and wait and uh, he'll make a decision but we're pretty confident about what we put what we put uh, in front of him and I think more importantly he's had a chance to look at things now and we just wait now and there's no bidding war. We just put that, we put it in front of him and we'll see what happens. But, you know, we're, we're always confident and I think probably what happened yesterday proved that. What's your gut feel though? What's your gut feel? Because sometimes that comes into play. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I think uh, a gut feel means nothing these days. Because of the, <laughs> good point, the that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good, it is a good point because the gut feels mean nothing now in the world we live in and the, 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 da- the daily um, excitement or, or, if you like, the, the theatre of rugby league. So we put our best foot forward and, and uh, you know, Jack's got a decision to make and we're ready and hoping it goes our way. Well, we watch with interest. Uh, Terry, thanks so much for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and, and fins up, baby, fins up. That's it, fins up, even in New Zealand. We uh, can't wait to get over there, which we're there in round uh, 14, I think, is it, when we get head over to New Zealand. Um, so, you know, there's, that's not that far away and we've already got great excitement about um, that game and people who uh, can't wait um, to get over for a trip to New Zealand for the first time as well because everything's the first. Everything we do is first. So <laughs> when we take the team over to New Zealand, uh, we can't wait to get the fins up up there. So <laughs> look, let's look in. Cannot wait, mate. Thanks for your time. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us on and like you said, 
Fins up. <laughs> Terry Reader, CEO of the Dolphin, sitting P7 in the table at the moment. It's 224.